0: right everyone hello it is me jonathan clark from king radio um today's episode is going to be a bit different um instead of talking about race um well we are going to be talking about racism and we are going to be talking about woodside elementary school but um we're going to take a break from talking about michael jackson although he might I don't, he will show up in this episode because he does have something to do with this. Um, but we're gonna take a break from like the allegations. We're gonna take a break from Eric and Lyle, Menendez, um, Wade Robson, and James Safechuck, aka Accuser Number Two, aka Dan um, Chickens, um, Dan Reed the Egg. We're gonna just take a break from the Michael Jackson allegations and the guilters, and, but we're going to talk about um, me. Um, so I contacted, um, a reporter from the Almanac, um, who had interviewed me about our Black Lives Matter organization, um, and our, um, you know, movement over here in Portola Valley and Woodside, you know. So, um, I'd mentioned, you know, in my interview that we had on the phone, this was like in February, January, something like that. I'll have to look back in my logs on the email. But um I mentioned a bit of Woodside and um didn't really go deeper into it. And I can even I can even pull it up here. Um but I'm just basically making this recording so that way Angela can um hear my experiences and I'll send this to her later but um I'm gonna see where I can start um because I originally had started you know telling my teacher who has a daughter going to Woodside now um Woodside Elementary about um what she should be careful of um and so yeah this is going to be like the first segment and so I'll come back in a moment um, just after I've gotten my thoughts together and what I want to say, and um, y'all yeah, be right back. Hopefully, um, Angela will be able to hear me over the music, um, otherwise I can center the, um, audio without it, but I'm going to put the music over, so that's what you've probably been hearing for, like, the, you know, past few seconds, otherwise I'll add it. Um, so first topic I want to talk about is, um, the, um, talent show. And the Halloween assemblies over at Woodside. Um, When you first hear that, it might not seem, um, it might not seem, you know, as important, but it will be um, as I talk about it. So um, I'm gonna try and (laughs) remember everything. So um, basically, Over at Woodside, they have, you know, assemblies for the winter concerts, the Halloween assembly. Um, Usually it's the jazz band and, um, you know, some of the grades, some of the younger grades sing sing and play their instruments um, for, you know, the assemblies. So there's the winter concert. And in seventh grade, I joined jazz band. Now, put that aside. Now I want to talk about the town show. Um, so fifth grade and up are allowed to, um, enter and participate in the talent show. Um, it used to just be, um, one day of re- rehearsal to make sure that, um, Cara D'Ambrosio knew what you were going to, um, sing or do just as an act, just, you know, what you're, what talent you were going to be showcasing. So, um, it used to sort of just be, you know, kind of loosey-goosey, um, you know, just loose and relaxed. Um, then Kara just made it into, like, this concert kind of thing where it was no longer whimsical or just free or just loose anymore. Um, and so in fifth grade is when I first tried to enter, and, um... At first, I wasn't allowed to, and then she did allow me to. And I was going to sing Man in the Mirror. And then that just kind of fell apart just because I didn't seem good enough for the talent show to her. Sixth grade, same thing happened. I was going to dance to Michael Jackson. I wasn't good enough, I guess. <laughs> and in seventh grade, same thing happened. I wasn't good enough. So in seventh grade, well, now let's go back to Halloween. Sixth grade is when... Um, is, okay, so each Halloween before I got into sixth grade, there was this kid named Ryan Goldberg who started the tradition of dancing to, um, Thriller on Halloween to the jazz band's version of it. Um, Beth Haas, um, she organizes, you know, the jazz band and stuff. She directs it. Um, and she, um, She had been gone on maternity leave when I was in sixth grade, but before that Ryan Goldberg would go, since the assemblies are held outside or indoors, um, whether it depends on the rain, um, Ryan Goldberg would go up and moonwalk or dance to Thriller. And so I picked that up as a Michael Jackson fan, and I did the same thing. Once Ryan left, that was fifth grade, when I was in fifth grade, fourth grade, actually, no, fifth grade. So um, he left for whatever reason. Um, I think he loved to Crystal Springs, something like that. And, um, so I carried on the tradition. Keep in mind, I did not start the tradition. It was Ryan Goldberg. So that year, fifth grade, I went up and did the dance, you know, whatever for the one minute that I did it and then go back and sit down, go back up, go and sit down. And I wasn't in the jazz band yet because I was in fifth grade. So. After I had gone back to sit down, there was a mob of kids that went up and sort of surrounded the jazz band to go up and dance. Maybe they knocked a few stands over, maybe the shoot music, sheet music, I don't know. Um, But because Beth went on maternity leave the year after, Kara made her own plans of what to do of how to organize, you know, how it was going to be, how the assembly was going to be. And when the kids, you know, made a mob and surround the jazz band and sort of intimidated them accidentally, um, that, um, she dubbed it as dangerous. So sixth grade, I wondered if I was going to be able to dance, whether it was, you know, indoors or outdoors. um, And it was outdoors. And, um, I cried that day, but we're going to, t- we're going to go back. Um, we exchanged emails with Cara D'Ambrosio talking about, oh, am I going to be allowed to dance? Cause she had made this rule that it's like, please stay in your seats, um, um, to, you know, allow the jazz band to play. And Cara made that rule. So we, my grandma and I, we emailed, um, Cara asking, oh, is Johnny going to be able to dance? What's this new rule? And she was like, Cara was like. I didn't know he wanted to dance. Now pause. Pause for a moment. If she had not known that I wanted to dance, how would she have been able to make that rule? Okay? Keep keep that in mind. Keep that on the back burner. Because we go we go against some things. So, um going back to that. Um, we were like, oh, well, why else, why else would she make the rule? Right? So, um, <sighs> basically, um, Cara didn't allow anyone to go up and dance and not, if you did want to dance, you couldn't go up in front of the jazz band because Halloween can't be all about one person. Pause again. I never made Halloween all about me. Never. If Halloween had been all about me, I would have gone up and danced for everything, sang with the um, first graders, the fourth graders, um, played with the. If Halloween was all about me, I would have done all those things. Keeping and bringing this up again, I'd never started the tradition. It was Ryan. Ryan motivated me to be a moonwalker and now a soldier of love, rank two. Um. I, I never started this tradition of going up and dancing. I carried it on, yes, when Ryan left, but who started it? Brian Goldberg. And keep in mind, Brian is white, blonde eye, blonde hair, blue eyes, keep that in mind. And I'm black with brown eyes and dark brown, black hair. Um. So just in, keep that in mind, Sha. So um, she didn't allow anyone to go up and dance. And I had been telling, you know, I, I had like this great outfit and everything pulled out. I was Michael Jackson once again. And um. so she kept everyone from going up and dancing. And she even put a reminder, please stay in your seats. And that, that was a moment where I just started crying. And Michael Yoho and Sacha Romano, who is now, both of them have left um, to different schools, they... They pretty much like hugged me the entire time Thriller was playing because I could not keep it together. I was hoping that something would maybe change, but when she said it, I almost balked. It was awful. So that was that. That was, you know, sixth grade and everything else went fine. Seventh grade, I decided to join the jazz band. And keep in mind, sixth grade, um, Beth Haas had been on maternity leave. And I should mention this um, Christine Lovejoy was a sub for Miss Haas. And, um, she was subbing for her, so Christine had no idea. Don't hate on her. Um, it was it was Kara. So, seventh grade, we're going to enter some new, we're going to introduce some new characters. So, my um Marta Battier, Marta Battle, Marta Battel, as some people say, but it's Marta Battier. Um, she and Pam Duarte, who had been the elementary school principal, they had helped me out during the, um, in my family um, in fifth grade, my grandfather had a stroke. And um, I also had a lot of things going on with my mom wanting custody of me and my brothers, you know, just wanting to be in charge of the family while I wanted to be with my grandparents, which ended up materializing. They are now my wonderful legal guardians. But um, going back to this, Marta and um, Pam Duarte had been amazing people during the trial, not trial, but during the court hearings. Um, and she even, Marta was there for the last one where they announced the um, guardianship of them, of, of me from my grandparents, um, however you put that. Um, and so she had been like an amazing friend towards me and we still had that friendship. And so, um, since I joined jazz band, I'd i known already that um, Beth Haas had sort of been known to yell at the students. Um, and I was sort of intimidated because she had yelled at the jazz band before. And maybe I shouldn't have been intimidated, but I mean, I'd already been yelled at before. And I had already been going through so much at the time. So I decided to, you know, get some support from Marta. So we emailed her asking if she could somehow be a mediator. When um, I went up to go talk to Miss Haas, because as far as I knew, Miss Haas had no idea about what had happened the year before with me not being able to go up and dance. And as far as I knew, people liked it. So um, I joined Jazz Band. And um, so we had emailed Marta and she said, okay, I can go, but I have trainings to do because, you know, she had teacher training, she was going to get her doctorate or something. Um, and so she was still in trainings. So, she didn't the Monday in the week of Halloween, it was a Monday and Halloween was a Wednesday. And so she answered the email on Monday and she was still stuck in trainings. The day that she decided to figure things out was Wednesday, the day of Halloween. AKA the worst day that you want to ever try to um, handle something. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna get into the talent show too because things things happened after that too so um <sighs> the day of halloween um you know i went there with my trumpet in hand with my costume already on because you know it's just a jacket and i usually just wear my outfit to school anyway i practically dressed up as michael jackson um so Marta called me in later in the day telling me that, um, that meanwhile, okay, before I get into what Marta talked to me about, meanwhile, behind the scenes, um, Marta had sent an email to Kathy saying that both Kara and Beth had somehow, you know, told Marta that they gave me a choice two weeks ago to whether I want to play in jazz band before or, um, just play in jazz band and not dance or send the bleachers and dance and not play with jazz band. And Kathy and Marta hadn't told me this yet, but Kathy told her, I'm sure that Johnny would let me know if they had given him a choice or not. So please ask him because I bet he'll say no. Marta did not ask me. Marta did not ask me. She didn't bring it up at all. And Kathy Lair let me know. And so I was furious that Marta hadn't told me. But um, we're going to get into that. So... Um, Marta called me in later the day of Halloween, um, to her office telling me that um I had a choice that they don't want me to do both that either. They didn't they didn't mention that. Um she didn't mention that. She didn't ask me if Kara and Beth had given me a choice. She didn't mention that at all. Probably just, you know, protecting the white people, right? Um, even though she's a person of color, so I was disappointed. Anyway, um she mentioned, um, that's like, either you want to go up, either you can go up and play with the jazz band or you have to sit in the bleachers. Um, crying, I made the decision of choosing to sit in the bleachers and dance. Later after that was lunch and, um, I got my lunch, pretty much cried, um, until Mr. A, one of the athletic people, one of the aides, whatever he is, um, he's African-American. He um, he yelled at me from across, um, you know, the courtyard or whatever and told me that Marta wanted to talk to me. And Marta appeared behind the corner and told me to come over. And so I followed her to the Bell Courtyard um, near the design lab. So the people who see this will probably know what I'm talking about. So um, um she called me in and... We were in the Bell Courtyard, which is outside, and so we had started talking. C. Frank came into the picture. Now, for those of you who do not know what C. Frank is, he is the superintendent of Woodside. Basically, groomed his way into there. Anyway, um, he, um, we, Marta had asked if we could bring him, um, if she could, you know, let him know what was going on. And we said yes. Did we ever say yes that he could get involved? No, we just said that she could let him know what was going on. Not for him to yell in my ear. Oh yes, he he yelled in my ear. Yes, he did. So, um, um, Steve Frank went on this, you know, tangent about how jazz band is a team and how I can't, you know, be front and center about it all um, and make it all about me, and I kept on stressing, I'm not trying to make it all about me, this isn't what I started, this is a tradition that Ryan Goldberg started, and I'm carrying it on, I never made it all about me, if anything, they could say that Ryan made it all about him, um, it was his choice to go up there, right, so, um, sorry if this is messy, just try and, try and keep up, (laughs) um, so, anyway, we were all sitting outside, um, with, Marta on my right side, Steve on my left, and um, I mentioned to them that some students had been telling me to go up and dance anyway, since I'd let them know what was going on about, you know, the rules, since they had le- witnessed what had happened in sixth grade before. So um, I told Marta and Steve that um, some students had been telling me to go ahead and go up and dance anyway. Um, and keep in mind that I wasn't going to do I wasn't gonna do that at all. One, I didn't want to get any more yelling at me, and um, two, I just didn't want to break the rules. I was gonna. Res- I respected the rules. I didn't agree with them, but I respected them. Okay. So keep that in mind, Cl- Miss Claire Polioni, Miss Marta Pottier, and Mr. C Frank, Mr. Green C Frank, Mr. No Backbone. So. um... Right as I said that, they didn't even let me finish to say that I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to just go up there and dance anyway and break the rules. Before I could even finish my sentence, they cut me off. They cut me off yelling in my ear. Yelling in both of my ears on both sides, okay? They were yelling in my ear about, oh, those aren't your friends and you should be cutting them out of your life and what, and all the speeches and it's like... I never, one, I never said that they were my friends. I said that they were classmates or just people in the school. Christine Hutchinson. Two, why are you going on and on about friends and how I should be cutting them out of my life? And why are you yelling in my ear? I don't know how I stayed in school that day. All I, I pretty much, you know, talked back to them i was like they i never said that they were my friends and steve mentioned like well why can't you just do the town show or make your own recess thing and i said i can't do the town show and he's like why not explain and i said i've explained in the emails because i had let kathy and i had let steve know about um about what was going on with the talent show and how Kara, you know, was treating me unfairly and saying that I wasn't good enough but letting all these people who sing off-key in the talent show sing. Anna, Shelby, you know. So, um... He was like, well, why don't you explain? And I'm like, I've explained in my emails and you've probably just skimmed them because they're too long because you end up asking me, well, what do you want me to do? Okay. So, um this might seem confusing, I'm going to try and wrap it all up and just at the end, because then I'll have to get into more things. So, um, he was like, well, why don't you explain? And I'm like, I've explained in my emails, you just skimmed them, so of course you don't know. And so I just made it final. I went to go grab my trumpet and I said, we're done here. We're done here. We're done here. And I cut them off. And I went over to the amphitheater, To grabbing my trumpet, I went down to the amphitheater, ignored Marta and stuff. Um, People had seen that I had been crying. Meanwhile, as I went to the amphitheater, Beth Haas had been waiting for me. She had been waiting for me. She had been waiting to give this whole damn speech. Okay. I got down to the amphitheater. And they had been, you know, practicing already because I was late and it was still lunch, okay? Lunch lasts for like 40 minutes, whatever. So um, I got down there and Miss Haas, um, they were, you know, setting up and warming up and they hadn't, you know, played the songs yet because the school wasn't there. The Halloween parade hadn't happened. Those, the parents will know what happened and Kathy knows what happened. And um, the students know what happened. Amelia and Tallulah, and uh, Gianna, they know what happens. So we're gonna get into some things because I had a few spies on the inside. Yes, I did, and I will, I will, I will come after Reed. I will come after Aiden. I will come after you. Know, I will come after the white kids. Okay. So um, so I got down there, set up my trumpet. Miss Haas called me to um, she pulled me aside. And she pretty much gave the whole lecture that C. Frank gave about how Jazz Band is a team and stuff. And it's like, it was almost like she was saying say so. It's like, if you had just told me, everything would be fine now. And it sounded like she was saying, I would have let you dance if you had just let me know. Which is what we were trying to do. But Marta messed it all up. Yes, she did. I don't care about the training. She messed it all up. Bringing C. Frank into it when he should have read the emails already. Both of them it up. They messed it up. Sorry for the profanity. They messed it up. So, I mentioned to Beth that's like I didn't mention to it because, no offense, you just didn't seem approachable. You just didn't seem approachable. You know what she did? She, she yelled. She yelled. And I remember seeing Rowan sharpening's face as she yelled at me. I remember seeing the people who were nearby yell at me because others, you know, were playing their instruments and so there was, you know, noise and stuff and some people were trying to listen. So I remember seeing Logan Wilson's face, Rowan's face. I felt humiliated, but I was also livid that she would even it was so unprofessional. You could literally see the spit flying from her mouth. I am serious. She yelled she yelled at me. And so she was like, so just letting you know, I will probably let my grandma know about this. And then my head, I was like, oh, bitch, beat you to it. I already let Kathy know. Because <laughs> she's been on the inside. So um, I didn't obviously say that to her, but I was like, oh, okay. Because I honestly didn't care if she told Kathy or not, because either way, Kathy knew the truth, and Miss Hoss was tra- probably going to make up lies. Which, speaking of which, we went through the whole assembly. We played Thriller. Uh, Mia, um... Garcia, she was like, okay, Johnny. Because there's like a scream in the middle of Thriller where it's like, ah, and then they go back to playing the chorus. So um, she was like, okay, Johnny, scream as loud as you can. Because she knew what I was going through, okay? I love Mia. I love Lila. I love um, Talon. I-, I love the people who are older than me. So, um, like the grade above. So um, they support me through that. When we were done with the assembly, you know, I put my trumpet back to, I, you know, Um, put away my trumpet and I want to go sit down with my friends because school is almost over. Okay. So, I'm going to try and fit this in this 30-minute segment and then I'll go on to another topic in the next one. But um, I'm going to try and finish off this Halloween talent show segment. So, um, Gianna and Amelia and Tallulah wanted to know if I was okay or not because they had seen what happened Um, um, and so I let them know. And I also let Passini and Julian know. And meanwhile, uh, like I'd say 30 feet away, Beth Haas, Steve Frank, Marta, Miss Fair, Miss Iverson, they were all not, well, no, Miss Fair is an angel and Miss Iverson is an angel, but it's not their fault that they heard lies from Steve Frank and Marta, aka the green people who chewed their way up there. Anyway, um. They were, you know, Miss Haas was clearly talking about me. She was looking over here. She was like uh, uh, ranting pretty much about how uh, how offensive that I would even say um, that she wasn't approachable and all that shit. So I, I mean, I was so like mad. I was so mad. And all all the people of color were behind me. All the white kids. Oh no, they stayed silent as usual. Is it really a surprise that they stayed silent? So all the the people of color were behind me. But I just think about how if Ryan were still there, I doubt that they would have said anything. Now, from what I understand, it sounds like Beth didn't even know about Kara's rule until that year, until the last minute. Cause you know, see Frank had the fake Easter egg balls to even let her know about what was happening. So it was basically all out of hearsay and people twisting my words once again. It happens every time I speak up. Every time I speak about something. So that was Halloween in seventh grade. Which I want to mention that um, later that year I did miss Hots of favor. I did Woodside a favor because that was 2018 and Halloween. 2019, this one, Leaving Neverland, was announced. Leaving Neverland, the talk about Michael Jackson, all the lies that they tell about him, which is what, which is what King Radio was for. Okay, shout. So, um, I um, I told Miss Hassa, it's like, you know, this isn't about me going up to dance or whatever, but I would advise maybe not playing Thriller, because. I don't want, you know, Woodside to get all these screaming, raging parents screaming about, oh, you're playing music of a pedophile, which is not true. You're playing music of an innocent Black man who paved the way for every artist that you see today. So, um, I let her know that it's like, maybe you don't want to play Thriller next year because, um, you know, leaving Neverland may not have died down because people are already talking about it. Reed Perkins had the audacity to tell me that it's like, do you believe that Michael is a pedophile? And I'm like, no. And he said, well, people are saying that he is. I said, yeah, people, and you haven't read the FBI report, so shut up. Don't try and, don't try and lecture me about what I should believe. I know that he is a pedophile. And I have the FBI documents, the Leaving Neverland transcript, um, exposing Way dads, um... And and you can um, listen to the other episodes. So um, anyway, maybe I won't add music in this. Anyway, so um, I want to get back to, back to the town show. So later that year, you know, they have the town show. They're gonna do like all these rehearsals and stuff. And so Carr once again told me that I wasn't good enough. That my moves were small and mediocre and, and all of that. So I wasn't let into the talent show. So this may seem like messy, but if you if you really pay attention to what I'm saying and like you really listen and hear, and to the people who already like experience it with me, they know. So um um, the next year I um was still in jazz band and um we didn't play thriller. And people were like cheering and stuff, and it's like, yeah, you're welcome. I didn't realize that so many people hated when i danced that they were tired of thriller which you know beth disguised it as that but she actually thanked me for letting her know that it's like okay i'll keep that in mind and so we didn't play thriller that year so going back to the town show i finally and i can even send some of you guys a link to me dancing um i finally got to you know dance in the talent show i don't know what how, i don't know what changed car because we had told some parents about what she had said, all the Halloween mess, and how people were on my ass about it. And so, um, we had, um, I was able to dance that year and it was so amazing. It was so good, but I felt bad because that was when I was in eighth grade. And so I've already graduated from Woodside and I'm at Eastside now. And so I feel like really disgusted that that was the first and last time that I would ever be in the town show, okay? So that's the end of segment one about Woodside. Um, I will come back in a moment to talk about more stuff that happened with Woodside, with Miss Patterson, with Mr. Frank, with Luke Green, with more people. So um, I'm gonna be back in a moment. Um, I hope Angela has been able to hear me, Um, maybe jot down some notes, I don't know. Um, But you will be hearing another segment. So um, I'll come back in just a moment, okay? So see you very, very soon in a couple of seconds. Okay, I haven't really gotten my thoughts together. (laughs) Um, So what you just heard was the first segment. That was the Talent Show Halloween segment um, on King Radio. Now, what you're going to hear is about social media problems over at Woodside that um, I was a part of some of them. But, um, oh, and I just got an email <laughs> from the person I shared the document with. And so, um, um, what you're going to hear in a few moments is um, the. Um, segment about social media drama, how people tried to make me the bad guy, including Miss Patterson, Melissa Bowden, Jen Patterson, I mean, uh, Stephen Frank, <laughs> um, superintendent and preschool director, Marta Battier, who didn't, who, she showed up last segment, um, I think I gave them a pretty good dragging, um, but next I'm going to, um, I'm gonna give Miss Bowden a dragging, especially with that bleached weave, Miss um, Peterson's weave, and um, Mr. Frank's non-existent weave. So um, we're gonna get we're gonna get into some things. Um, I'll come back in a moment. Let me just read this email. I'll be right back. Let's read um, Woodside's non-discrimination harassment policy. The Woodside School District desires to provide a safe school environment that allows all students equal access and opportunities in the district's academic and other educational support programs, services, and activities. The district prohibits at any district school or school activity unlawful discrimination, including discriminatory harassment, intimidation, and bullying of of any student based on the student's actual or perceived race, color, ancestry, national origin, nationality, ethnicity, ethnic group identification, age, religion, marital or parental status, physical or di- or mental disability, sex, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity or gender expression or association with a person or group with more with one or more of these actual or perceived characteristics any student who feels that he or she has been subjected to unlawful discrimination described above or in district policy is strongly encouraged to immediately contact the compliance officer principal or any other staff member in addition any student who observes who observes any such incident is strongly encouraged to report the incident to the compliance officer or principal, huh, whether or not the alleged victim files a complaint. The following staff member has been designated as the district's Title IX and Uniform Compliant Procedure Coordinator and handles inquiries regarding issues related to whatever that is, non-discrimination policies. That was written by C. Frank, the superintendent of Woodside. <laughs> Give him a round of applause for the bullshit that he just wrote. That he just wrote. Or probably just copy and paste it. That's from him. It's signed off from him. So let me drag him. Now let's, let's go back. Unlawful discrimination discriminatory harassment, intimidation, bullying based on a student's actual or perceived race, color, ancestry, national origin, nationality, ethnicity, ethnic group identification, age, religion, marital or parental status, physical or or mental disability, sex, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, or gender expression. When I came to y'all about that, y'all didn't do anything. I came to you about racial about racial issues. People saying the M word when when they're not supposed to. And when I came to you, call you called me into your office with Mina Lamb, um, one of the advisors for advisory for eighth grade, you know, whatever. So, um you you um I explained everything, what had been going on, and you told me, Johnny, I'm going to be very honest with you, this is a very white school. And I was like, no shit. And that was in seventh grade, okay? I stopped coming to you about the racial issues after that. Because you told me that the next time that they would do that, that they would lose their Washington DC privileges in eighth grade. And what happened? COVID cut everything off, so it was canceled anyway. Um, But we're going to get into DC. Miss uh, Jennifer Patterson, Stephen Frank, Melissa Bowden, who I feel really bad for, um, the people in elementary school, because she's a principal. Contact her directly. So um, the easiest to drag... Let's see, maybe I'll be dragging Steve Frank first, Melissa first, and then Jen Pedersen, since you saved the worst for last. Even though they all three are pretty bad. um, He is boneless. He has no backbone. No backbone at all whatsoever. I came to him about racial issues, people using faggot as a slur, as a homophobic slur, as as a um, gay slur. Homophobes were using it, which (laughs) I was afraid to even come out for a while and then everyone was accepting And It's like, then why'd you say that shit? I came to you about racial issues. You didn't do a thing. It was always, if they do this, the next time they do this, after the next time that I would let you know, you didn't do anything, so I stopped coming to you about it. Now, you probably edited your little policy thing here just because of the George Floyd incident that happened. And especially after, okay, since I want to get into George Floyd in a moment, because in Portola Valley, we're going to have um, a memorial for him in Portola Valley and Steve Frank lives in Portola Valley, so I hope um maybe he can stop by and hopefully this message will get to him since he needs to be read. But um you know, he um anytime that I would come to him about these policies or racial issues, he he didn't do anything. So now I wanna talk about what his um, response to the George Floyd rioting and protesting and looting was. Basically, all he did was just say what he felt he, it was a classic just response where it's like, as a history teacher and um, as a superintendent, I'm sort of, um, I'm like disappointed and seeing people rioting and looting and all that. And it's like, this is such a, wrong um thing that's going on and you you know what he said in his newsletter he said that he was going to require the middle school as part of summer reading to read the hate you give now i own the hate you give i own my own copy and i love it okay the problem is that all these white people there's a saying there was like a meme or whatever that said all the black people and people of color go out protesting while the white people join book clubs and that is exactly what goes on at Woodside. You see, we do all these things, where you know, at Woodside they um act like going into the civil rights movement and reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and reading um, I Am Hirvana and reading the the Breadwinner and The Hate You Give are going to solve the world's problems about racism. The problem is, we we always do that. And you always cover up the fact that racism still happens in the world today. You act as if, oh, racism ended when Martin Luther King got shot and that was the end. It ended on a tragedy, but it was a happy ending. No. Racism has not ended, bitch. It never ended. It never went away. It may not have been as apparent until this year. But it didn't go away. It didn't just magically show up. It it was there, it was lurking, lurking. But it was always there, it was this shadow, especially at Woodside Elementary School. In K through eight, basically, really, actually. For him to even, in that newsletter, we're going to read The Hate You Give, which I hadn't read yet, and I got it last year, and I love it. I love it. And when I read it, I'm like, basically everything that's going on is what's happening now. But when he said that he was going to require the middle school to read the hate you give over the summer, which we never go back to those book reports. It was just to keep us busy and we didn't really have a break. But um I was livid because that's what they always do. Read books as if that's going to solve the problem. The school board decides it, I guess. A dumb school board. Joining a book club doesn't solve racism. It, it definitely didn't fix what you did and what you are doing. talking about how you were going to interview people of color alumni to see what their experiences were. No, turn around. Look at what's going on in your school now. You still have people of color there who are definitely being mistreated. And I know a couple of students that I will not name because I haven't asked permission, but you know, I'm naming the staff names since I feel um, the people that I know who are going to Woodside need to hear this. And there's children too. I've wrote an email to one of my teachers who has a daughter going there, um, who's in elementary school. And since I mentioned elementary school, um, let's move on to Miss Bowden, the lower school principal. Let me snatch her bleached weave. She was the middle school science teacher when I came there. I had her for all um, three years of middle school for science. Um, it sucked, frankly. Here comes another word that I mentioned last segment approachable. Do you think Miss Bowen is approachable? Ask Bridget. Ask Pacini. Ask Kareem. Sacha. Reed. Aiden. Cyrus, River, Abby, I, I, I ask some of my classmates on whether Ms. Baum was approachable. And I bet all of them, or most of them, will say no. Ask the people of Actually, don't ask Bridget, don't ask Aiden, don't ask Reed, they're white. No, ask the people of color. Ask her if she was annoying, um, if she didn't understand us, because she was basically like Ms. Parkers, who was in fifth grade which let me just read from my, um, list that I've made. So, Superintendent Stephen Frank, I literally despise him. Elementary school, Miss Bowden, ill, she's unapproachable, she is rude, she, um, gives, a, during distance learning, she was so unreasonable, and I'm gonna get into her now. So, now that I've mentioned distance learning, I can go on a roll now, pitch. So, um, during distance learning, it was really hard, and they told us that they were, the teachers told us that they were going to give us a schedule or a spreadsheet of what assignments were going to be due over the week, what they were going to do, It's um, just all on one spreadsheet, so that way we would know. Not only for Miss Bowen did we have to answer a dumb question of the day, we had to do these long assignments. They said that, that they that the assignments would be from either 20 minutes or half an hour. Miss Bowden's took like the whole entire day, and I don't care what the white kids think. What about how the people who woke up late, late in the day, they had to do extra work. They had they had to work extra hard to get that done by the by by eight o'clock in the night. Mm-hmm. Yes, and some people woke up early. To answer the question of the day start their work um learn of other assignments that were due that day and work up till seven or just late in the, late 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 i spoke to a seventh grader who was now in eighth grade um we played trumpet together he's in jazz band and um his his parents are so nice his sister is lovely um really beautiful um they're white <laughs> jewish um But um, he told me that we were, you know, practicing over Zoom playing the trumpet, however that went. Um, And um, he told me that Ms. Bowden gives assignments that would normally be um, worked on for four days, but she gives us two days to work on it. And that is exactly right. And assignments that would normally take two days, she gives us one day. Gave us one day. Now, here's where it gets juicy, just a little bit juicy. When I um, confronted Ms. Bowden, it was on a Google Classroom assignment. It was in the description. I, I asked in the comments, are you going to um, do a spreadsheet like you guys said that you were going to do because you haven't done that yet? Being the offensive person that she is and, you know, trying to defend herself because pretty much all of my great despised you. Yes, Melissa, they despised you. They did not like you. And I'm sure you heard the rumor. I'm sure you did. And no, I don't regret saying what I just said at all. Um, she deleted my comment off of Google Classroom because it was in the class comments where everyone can see it. She sent me an email later and cause she was the seventh grade dean, grade dean Mr. Wickstrom, the Spanish teacher, he was the sixth grade dean. And Miss Pedersen was the eighth grade dean. Despised her too. And Miss Pedersen is the middle school principal. So we're gonna get into that. But um Miss Bound sent me an email telling me that it was disrespectful that um I would even say that. And um i don't have the emails anymore because um that was on a different school chromebook but um i i told kathy about it how it's like she deleted my comment because she didn't like what i said she didn't want to be exposed for not doing what she said she was going to do Lightening up on assignments doing a spreadsheet <laughs> uh that's funny no Sending me an email with Miss Patterson, CC'd, as if that would intimidate me at all. You didn't get rid of me. None of you guys got rid of me. You you didn't phase me at all. I am still here. I will always be here. I, I will keep speaking my truth. I will, I will. Sorry, that's just how it works. You tried it. You really tried to silence me, you know, trying to make me scared or just ignoring me, thinking that I wouldn't speak about racial issues, which I didn't bring them up to you. That doesn't mean that I wouldn't, you know, bring it up in the future though. I'm surprised you haven't contacted me about, you know, interviewing alumni that are people of color. And you better not be interviewing the white kids to see if they felt (laughs) comfortable. I'm sure they felt very comfortable. All these white people, Complaining about how, oh no, they're going to become the minority. Basically, saying that they want us to keep getting killed so that way we say it's the minority and they say it's the majority. You want more white on black crimes to happen. Admit it, you do. A- and if you haven't said it that way, you definitely are um, insinuating that. Very disappointing. So now I want to move on to um, Miss Jennifer Patterson, middle school principal. She was my eighth grade team. She was the um, English teacher, one of the English teachers. Earned her BA in English Literature Theory and Criticism. Wow. Give me that. You're about to get some uh, criticism now. Okay, bitch got it good because since if you're allowing woodside alumni to speak to you about my post i made about luke green i'm a woodside alumni i'm free from you so i can talk about you however as much as i want i can talk to i can talk about you as much as i want now because i'm free I, I don't go to your school anymore i don't with you anymore I will speak i will speak i will speak i will no longer stay quiet so all of this goes under miss maul all the stuff that i'm going to be talking about miss Patterson, Miss mall uh she got married two summers ago i think surprise um so at the end of seventh grade I, this i promise you this gets into miss maul miss Patterson. Okay, we um we got this kid at, towards the end of seventh grade, and yes, I'm still beefing about Luke Green. I am. So we got this kid at the end of seventh grade, and his name was Luke Green, Luke Byer Green, Filipino, kind of hot, um. And he hung out with the white kids, and he came in, towards the end of seventh grade, not in the middle, just towards the end, almost near when we were getting, like, tests and fine. yeah because he sat through the whole thing. Um, anyway, we didn't speak for, like, two whole weeks until he finally, you know, approached me. Um, you know, he's like, you're Johnny, right? And it's like, he definitely knew my name from Aiden and Reed, <laughs> by far. Um, and I'm like, yeah, and I warned him about, um, this one kid, and we'll, and what, oh, because this segues right into an important moment. Yes, queen. Okay. I'm about to drag him this whole episode and Miss Patterson. Oh, yes. You know, okay, let me record this in two different segments. This is going to go really long. This is going to get super long. Okay, because I'm going to probably have to break this up, but, um, Yeah, because I have about, like, uh, nine minutes left, I'll say. Um, Okay, so we had sort of been, like, friends a little bit, uh, Luke and I. Luke and me, however. Luke and I were friends for a little. But he hung out with the white kids. Um, Some of the white kids were fine. Sebastian, Luca, Luke Cooper sometime. We're gonna get into that. Luke Cooper and Aiden Bogartis and Reaper, okay. We're gonna get into that. And, and even some people of color saying silent when I was getting bashed. Just let me get bashed, right? So we're gonna get into that. Luke Green tried to make me come out at the library um, in front of my friends without, without even knowing that I was gay. And he told me, well, it's just your voice. And so I ended up making this lie to sort of like clear the air, to clear my name for little, um, that I had this girlfriend. <laughs> and, and it was fake. And Lila even offered to be like my fake girlfriend. But, um, anyway, segueing off of that, cause I lied about that. I, I lied about having a girlfriend that whole time just to, Because I was afraid that some students there were homophobic just based on what they had said. But anyway, um, you know, at the end of the grade, at the end of the um, year, they usually have like this seventh grade or eighth grade or whatever pool party for the grade. And I stopped going to those because I would always get bashed, always get ignored, end up crying, whatever. And people would try to make me feel included when they were just faking it. Anyway, that's a whole different story. And people know about that anyway, I didn't go that year. I got, I hung out with besties, okay, because I also had to play in the, um, concert band, the elective band, because there was the jazz band, which was optional, and then there was, like, the elective band, where you had to either choose, like, this one, or whatever, so, um, I was an elective band, and I had to get there anyway, and it was going to be crunch time, abdomen, second here, okay, anyway, so, um, I I skipped the pool party that year, but um, since Luke and I were on good terms once again because we had made up after after he um, apologized for calling me gay just because I had, you know, that gay buzz and that high voice. So, um, anyway, um, basically, he went to the pool party. And there was this kid named Harmon. Harmon came um, in fourth grade, very boorish. And um, oh, I I know he won't like that word, but I have have good things to say about him too. But um, oh, I have some tea about Harmon. Yes, okay. So um, Harmon House came in the middle. He didn't come in the middle of fourth grade. He came in fourth grade. And um, he stayed on for that um, until eighth grade. He left in eighth grade, which I was sad about that, but I'll, I'll mention that in a moment, because um, I'll bring up my diary and so. Okay, so, um, um, basically, harm. Luke went to the pool party with the rest of the grade. Okay. Um. This is from what I heard from um, other students and also Harmon himself who changed. Yes. So, um, during the pool party, Harmon accidentally bumped into Luke Green's leg and he was swimming underwater. And when Harmon came up, Luke was like, oh, that's kind of gay. Harmon was like, oh, I'm sorry. And so then they gone into, like, the hot tub or whatever. And Luke started, like, splashing water at Harmon. And so they gone to like, the splashing fight that Harmon did not want to be part of. And then Luke slapped Harmon. And everyone didn't pay attention until Harmon hit Luke. Okay? Everyone rode for Luke and not Harmon because of his behavior. And I I, I admit, Harmon, Harmon does not have a good track record. But, um... He, um, Luke got pretty bad. Luke got beat pretty bad from what I heard. He had, um, red marks on his forehead and maybe his chest and face too. Um, but otherwise he was fine. Um, and the, um, do so you guys know that book that Nicole M- McNaughton made? Um, that she made for eighth grade. I think on his um, two pages that only have eight images, while I have 14, because I'm just that bitch. Um, In that book, I think there's a picture where he poses with um, Luke Cooper, and his um, face is flushed. I think you can see those red marks on his (laughs) forehead. Oh my God, he got, And, and meanwhile, I since Harmon hadn't come yet for the jazz band, because I, I came there early and people came after. And so people were already talking about the pool party and what had happened. And I was like, what happened? And so um, since Luke and I had been on good terms and everybody was bashing Harmon, I was livid that I had heard that Harmon had beat up Luke Green. And so when Harmon came in, I, and people had to hold me back, I was so mad. It's like, why would you even do that? Because nobody nobody explained the full story. They just mentioned Harmon beat up Luke Green, which had never happened before. But Harmon trying to beat up someone else happens later in eighth grade. And we're going to get into that. So I'm going to end this segment, and then we're going to talk about that. And I hope Angela has listened this far, because this is a lot of segments, child. So, um, we're gonna get into that, and, um, yeah, we're, um, we're gonna get into Luke Green in a moment, so just stay tuned, and, uh, I'll be back. Okay, I'm back to talk about Jennifer Patterson and Luke Green, and for those of you who, um, might wonder if I'm here to come after someone or get revenge or pay back, part of it is, um, I'll admit, part of it is that um, at the same time, um, it doesn't feel like that. Um, I'm just here to sort of warn people who go over to Woodside, who are planning to go over there. I'm warning them, that uh, mainly people of color, that this stuff might happen. So to go ahead, and if you're on the Tinsley program, go over to Cordo Madera or some other school. Or I'm not trying to, you know, I guess I'm not trying to like divert someone from going there. But it's like, if you um if you're afraid of any of these things now um, you might not want to go there. Um, just you know, as a kid who has actually experienced this, um. And this is for, like, white people or white parents that might see this. Don't come after me. Because your white self wouldn't even know what I've been going through. Christine Hutchinson, sit down. Um, Jen Mull, sit down. Miss Fountain, sit down. Miss Bowden, sit down. Steve Frank, sit down. Marta, sit down. Um, White people, sit down. Eat your Snickers, because you look like a beast right now. Um, while I'm the actual beast. Um, drink your little juice box. And just sit down and relax. I'm not trying to, you know, slay you or something. I, I'm shading you, and I am scalping you, but I'm not... I'm not here to, like, hurt anyone. I'm just here to speak my truth. And it sounds like truth upsets a lot of you guys over there. Um, So just... To sit back and relax. You can, die, you can deny all you want, but it did happen. I even have my diary entry. So, um, anyway, um, I was talking about Luke Green. So, um, I saw him during that summer and I was like, oh my God, Luke, are you okay? Cause I heard about Harmon and I'm going to beat his ass. And then Luke was like, no, oh, no, no, no. We worked it out. Um, Luke, um, let me see if I can get my diary, because two of my diaries have so much about Luke Grant. And no, this is not me having some obsession with him or whatever. This is me writing in my diary about what happened over at Woodside was a way of me coping even if the next day I was gonna have to go through the same old bullshit. Um, um cause a lot of things were happened where um he just wow so there was there was a time where um he did turn some of my friends um against me the people of color and that some of them didn't talk to me for a while just because of what he had said what he lied about me starting the drama whatever um when he actually kind of turned on me um so we're going to um so october 24th in 2019 We, um, we, um, I ended up learning about Woodside High. Um, well, not just learning about it, but, like, learning about what happens over there, meeting the principal, whatever. So, um, I went to this Woodside alumni's house, and, um, Harmon's parents were there. Um... I told him, I told, um, Harmon's dad that, um, to like tell him hi because before Harmon left, a few things happened. So I'm going to get back to the story that I was just telling you. But, um, Harmon got even more boorish in eighth grade. And I know a lot of students will agree. Um, he got and for those of you who don't, know what borscht is it's basically like brash and annoying and hurtful you know sort of like god's gift to women and whatever he um that was like his mindset so um he um there was this time where he tried to attack kareem um because the ball accidentally hit they were all playing soccer at recess and the ball accidentally hit Hartman. And Kareem thought that, no, no, Harman thought that Kareem was aiming it for him. And I'll admit, Kareem was an annoying little, I hated him so much. I'm sorry. I I did not like Kareem. He, um, I despised him. Midget walking around like he's (laughs) some macho man or whatever and making fun of all these other sensitive people, acting like he isn't. Well, you're running hiding from Harman, but we're gonna we're gonna um, talk about that. So um Harman ended up trying to attack Kareem at recess. And um I almost went over to Mr. Haddon and um and um, Mr. Wickstrom or wh- whoever were there and a white adult, okay? Um I know Mr. Haddon was over there. Um so whether it was Mr. Wickstrom or um, Mr. Frank, some, someone, um, anyway, that, um, that happened where Jethro had to literally, like, cop hold, um, Harmon's hands behind his back, um, Reed stepped in front of Kareem and defended him, um, staying in front of him to make sure that Harmon wouldn't even get an inch towards him, um, and Aiden, like, pretty much, like, put his arm around Harmon and was, like, Harmon calmed down, dude, and tried to like walk him away from like the situation. Harmon turned right around, and I was talking with like Bianca, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? And so, um, we heard like this slap. It was so like loud. It was loud. And they were like 30 feet away from us when walking away. It was so loud, you guys. Um, we turned around. Harmon had slapped Aiden, he had gotten his arm right off of him. He had slapped Harmon. No, no, <laughs> Harmon. That slapped Aiden. It was so loud, and we were like, "What the hell just happened?" Don't do that. And then was like, "If we hadn't been at school, I would have beat his ass, beat the shit off him, whatever he said." Um, and this is not me just like trying to gossip, or this is building up because Aiden might seem like the good guy here, but there's gonna be some um, there's gonna be some things. But um I do appreciate Aiden read. as the white soon council presidents that they are um for defending Kareem and for saving us all from this super villain. Oh no. Um, even though you are. So anyway, we um I actually learned Harmon's side of the story about the pool party that I told you last segment. Um after that incident because harman was suspended or suspended for the day and he stayed a while for like a week after that or whatever and we became friends over that time and we actually like understood each other's point of view and people were like oh harman wasn't your friend it's like you don't know that (laughs) you weren't friends with him y'all antagonized him when y'all actually did some things to him even though he did he was boorish so it's not like he was you know hiding his true self all along there were he 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 had a change at some point and luke had that same sort of change that we'll talk about um but after harman left you wouldn't believe the day that people learned that he left because i had a few people of color friends daniel cyrus or whatever that were actually sad with me that harman left um The people who cheered when Miss Card announced that Harmon had left, it was sickening to watch. Absolutely sickening. I was sad. They were like, oh my god, yes, did you hear? Harmon, um, Harmon left the... They cheered. I don't know Miss Card's reaction. They cheered, though. They cheered. And I was upset. I was like, what? You guys didn't even know a lot about him, though. And I'm not saying that he was good all along. He had some change up at some point, but it's not like he was this messiah or something. No, he was boorish. Um. Anyway, um, back to the story that I was telling you before. Um, Harmon's parents were over there when I was shadowing. Um, when there was like a shadowing recommendation for um an open house for Woodside um, High School. Um, and I saw Harmon's parents there. And since Harmon and I were on good terms, um, since some stuff had happened in like sixth grade and seventh grade, so um, we had become friends before he left, which I was glad that we were on good terms. And um, um, I told Harmon um to tell him that I said hi, and he said he will. But Harmon's mom, Lily, was still there. And she had um a lot of teas to spill, and she thanked me for being Harmon's friend since um he had spoken about it. Um So, okay, I'm basically just gonna read about I'm gonna read out of my diary. Okay. So um okay. Oh, oh, okay, maybe I won't read directly out of there, because, um, (laughs) there's a little bit. Um, anyway, basically, um, Aiden and, um, a couple of, like, his friends booed Harmon's house, but said, like, bad things about him to Harmon's friends. Um, and this was around Halloween time. This was October 24th, and Halloween was, like, a couple of days later. So, um... They've been, you know, spreading rumors about Harmon and saying all this stuff to, like, turn his friends against him. Basically a Luke Green move. So, um, Lily House, Harmon's mom, said that I should report things to Steve Frank, which I gave up on. I just kind of her to death. I hated to do that, but it's like, oh, girl, you don't know him. Um, but, um, also Harmon and Luke Green met, um. While shadowing a school apparently, and Luke said, "I'm sorry you didn't really feel included at Woodside." And in my diary, I was like, "Oh my God, Lucas! Why is he so like wishy-washy? And why is he is he bipolar or something? Like, what what's going on with him? What is he inhaling?" Um. Anyway, um, I just. Oh, yeah, my diary, I was, like, okay. Then, because now I have to read earlier entries, okay? Because some stuff happened um, that actually relates to that entry. Oh, my God. Okay, so I heard, this is not me just trying to spread rumors, I swear to God. Okay, so there was this one time where it's, like, um, people were saying that Luke tried to kill himself by like making himself throw up until he bled or what, all this crazy stuff. And then I started to like regret some things I had said to him and stuff. Um, And Angela is probably so confused right now and I'm so sorry. So, um, you know what? Let's just get to all the juicy stuff. I'm not here to just talk about Luke Green. Okay. Luke and I had this rivalry Okay, as you can already tell, all the woodside soon snow. Um, so, um, okay, let's let, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, let's go. Um, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, cuz then on January 6th, which was just January 6th, 2020, um we ended up not going to school because a um transformer blew up over at the school. Um and so I was like, "Oh my god, yes, more days to prepare to going back to school." Um So um oh, just flip through that. Um Oh, yeah, on January 7th, I was like, the EPA kids ignore me because he's brainwashed them and all that. So let's get to January 20th, January 30th, 31st, um, February 4th. Yes, okay, January 31st. So this is where things went downhill. Okay. I'm going to basically read out my diary entry. There's probably going to be some profanity, so I'm just warning you guys. Um, So I wrote this at the end of the school day. Oh God, what a day. At third period, we all went to Miss Patterson's room to talk about social media drama, and it was on Friday. It turns out that people have sent screenshots of my post to Miss Patterson. Now, Luke and I did take our rivalry to social media. Um, and a thing happened where there was a knife emoji um, in one of my posts. Now, people took it as the worst thing ever. Um, assuming, as usual, because I bet if it were Aiden or Reed, they wouldn't complain at all, that, um, I was planning to hurt Luke, and so therefore, Miss Pedersen had to talk to me. Oh no, I'm so intimidated. Thing is, you don't know if I was intending to hurt Luke, if I was joking, bad joke, obviously, or, um, if I was intending to harm myself. But, because of the context, you just assume that. Um, anyway, but they sent, um, They have been sending screenshots of my posts and none of his to Miss Patterson to, um, take his side and make me look like the bad guy. And so I said, he wasn't here today, thank God. Everyone is blaming me for all of the drama, since our drama wasn't, like, the only thing that was going on at the time. There were, um, taking pics of people when they don't know, using phones in school, taking sexual pics, writing about other people on social media, me and Luke, um beefing with other people, I mean, Luke, raiding people, Gianna, Luke Green, and Amelia. No shade to Gianna and Amelia, obviously. Um, and talking about other people when they're at the issue. So, um, everyone was like blaming me for all of the drama and aren't looking at the full, and weren't even looking at the full picture. Cyrus Jethro and I believe that um, the social media problem Um, was actually divided in like almost like a pie chart and we made it together it was like I'm not the whole problem people were like trying to make it out as 100% of the problem even though they knew about everything else and so miss miss mall miss patterson and her dumb self decided to make us all do social media skits um you know showing the flip side of what to do and what not it was so dumb dumb yes It was so annoying, because it was so directed at the Luke drama, which people were just calling the Johnny drama, basically. Um, but it was literally kind of directed at me. Not not, um, not people taking inappropriate... I never did any of that other stuff. All that I was involved in was Luke and um, Instagram and stuff. And people were going to try and make me take down my Instagram account. Telling me that I should take a break from social media and delete it. No, I'm not going to delete my app. I forgot my password. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> I know, that sounds so dumb. But, um... Anyway, um, all this stuff went downhill. So, Miss Mull, Miss Patterson, proposed this idea that it's like... Um, if you hear about any social media drama or any bullying going on, you have to report it. And, um... If you you guys have three strikes, so um, if you get to three strikes, you won't go to DC. So much for C. Frank keeping up that policy when the racial issues happen. I guess it only happens when the person of color is the bad guy and um, everyone gets a report on him. Anyone? Anyway, um, um, okay. So what happened is um. we got to our first strike when, um, Luke, Amelia, and Tallulah, or Gianna, whatever, they were using TikTok before school, which, okay, the three strikes that happened shouldn't have even happened. There only should have been one, which was the last one that I reported. And so, um, we're going to get into that, because I was livid. So, um, basically what happened, I hope Angela has been able to keep up. Um, what happened is, you know, they gave strikes. And so, um, Amelia, Gianna, and Luke, or Amelia, Luke, and Tallulah, whoever it was, it was Amelia and Luke and someone else. They were using their phones before school, which is allowed. Mr. Haddon purposely walked behind them while they were recording a TikTok. And then said that, it's like, why are you guys recording me? So we later reported it to uh, Miss Patterson. Um, and we later, the whole grade got a strike for that. And it's like, we shouldn't even even gotten a strike. And so after that, we, um, our other strike was, um, Cyrus had a drawing on his hand and Daniel report- Daniel said that, um, oh, that kind of looks like Hitler. And they're, they're in the other class. And so, um, and this is from what like the whole grade told me, obviously. Um, they, um, they got a strike for all of us because they were talking during class, but they also, it shouldn't have even been a strike because one, it wasn't bullying. Two, it wasn't social media. And three, it was, it was petty. Petty. So petty. And so those were the strikes that Miss, that Miss Pedersen and um, Mr. Haddon called, okay? The last one was what I reported, which should have been an actual strike. It should have been the first one. But the other ones didn't count. It, it, they counted, but they shouldn't have counted. What happened is that I mentioned it to Miss Pedersen before um, before leaving for the next period. I mentioned that there were people using their phones under the table playing video games while she had been teaching. Um, and Luke Green and Aiden Bogardis were walking by the door as I told her that. And I was trying to like tell her that it's like, I want to tell you this later, not right now. And she kept on stressing that I should tell her. Yes, she pressured me into telling her. And so, um, I told her, but the kids walked by, and so she tried to blame it on me, telling me that, um, you know, if you report this, you're basically taking the whole DC trip from you, from from the whole grade. She said that I was taking the DC trip from the whole grade. Let's fucking review, okay? One, I did not cause all of the social media drama, okay, bitch? Two, you are the one who made the strike system, not me. And I don't care if you've forgotten about all of this. I haven't, and I will speak my in truth. I did not make the strike system. You did. You, you did. And so, me reporting it was just doing what you told us to do. I was doing my job. You told me to report it. And that's exactly what I did. And you tried to tell me that I was taking away the DC trip from the whole grade, even though you that was your plan to do? How dare you? Don't try and come for me, bitch. And so basically what happened is um, the strikes never happened. And so I retracted my strike, basically, because she didn't want to take it. But she just wanted to take some um, petty strikes down rather than take mine. So all of that, I was so angry. So angry. So that was the stuff about Miss Pedersen. And that, I don't know, maybe I'll update this. Maybe I'll start like some series about Woodside where I just spill tea um, or just read my diary entries on here. But um, I hope Angela has been able to like understand what I've been saying. Um, basically, I'll I'll try and make some, like, clear last point that it's, like, basically the point that I want to make is that Woodside is only fair to people who um, are rich, white, blonde hair with blue eyes, um, and are just rich. They aren't kind to people of color at all. Um, sure, they gave me scholarships and stuff, that was good, but... Um, they were very unfair towards people of color. Um, the way that um, Steve, Marta, and Beth Haas yelled at me on Halloween was just so I mean, offensive. It was so unprofessional. Um, I ended up, okay, because then there was aftermath to what happened with Halloween. Um, days after, Marta was working at the lunch, um line where um i go to get like my food and stuff mr a was there and so she was like hi johnny and she was acting all friendly and nice and in my head i was like don't play with me bitch you offended me days earlier and you're expecting me to act all all happy and stuff get out of here no so um um i didn't speak to her and she was like johnny Hi. I said, hi. And I was like, hi. And Mr. A asked me what's wrong. And I said, she has done some things where it's just so offensive. And he nodded and was like, okay. With Mr. Frank, I didn't speak to him for three whole months after what he did. Because he... It, it, Marta and Steve betrayed me. Marta and Steve betrayed me. I also didn't speak to Miss Haas for a bit. I just did what she asked, but I, I didn't... um. I didn't say anything to her for a while, even though I was in jazz band. Um, And people had heard about it and Amelia and Tallulah were my spies. And so they told me whenever um, they were in like a period with Miss Haas and um, that um, Beth and Cara D'Ambrosio, Beth Haas and Cara D'Ambrosio had been talking about it and had been talking about me in the Halloween incident. And Gianna and Amelia heard them um, still talking about me and making lies Um, but that's basically it. Um, I hope Angela has been able to follow. Um, she can ask me more questions if she wants. Um I don't know if she'll make an article. I don't mind if she does. I don't I don't mind if um anyone sees this. I'm fine. Um I am not scared of speaking my truth. Otherwise, um I wouldn't have this podcast. The last remarks I do want to make is that, I don't hate my grade. Um, I think actually during distance learning and um, looking at my eighth grade yearbook and the book that lovely Miss Nicole McNaughton had made, like there were some really good people who had my back such as Sebastian McNaughton and um, the people of color too, Daniel, Abigail, Jethro, Cyrus, um, Leonardo, Julian Brooks sometimes, um, Bridget, Logan, Clara. I mean, you you just, if you look back, I can see that there were people who had my back. Luca Virgolito, Luke Cooper, even though he betrayed me a little um, with Luke Green. But, um, and you know, this isn't about me like having sides or whatever. It's just like, I want it to be fair. And when it all leans towards someone else and all the guilt goes to someone else, it doesn't feel fair, you know? Especially as a person of color who just gets bashed. Um. So it's not like me just wanting everyone to be on my side and you're in the wrong. I admit that I did play some part in the drama, but that's that just never, never does that mean that I caused all of it or caused any of it, actually. Um. But yeah, that's basically the end I'm so sorry for the degree of an episode, um, but I just had to speak my truth. It's happened in like a long time, and so some things may be rusty. Some things, everything is accurate. So, um, but yeah, if you have any questions, um, make sure to like. I think you guys are able to send me a um, voice message on Anchor. Um, it can be anonymous. I I prefer if you say who you are. Um it's fine. Um, if you don't want me to add it in the segment or the podcast, I, I won't. If you do send any hate though, I will add it in the podcast and I will drag you, um, depending on who you are. Um, but anyway, that's it. Um, hopefully you guys, I don't know. Did you enjoy this? I don't know. I, I sort of enjoyed it getting my feelings out. Um, but, um, that's the end. So goodbye. Um, go do something that makes you happy racist from your mind. Goodbye.